Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is December 17th. I can't believe we're like, what, how many days now? Eight? So it's counting down. We're getting there, and it's been such a good kind of energy this year. If you, like, watch news or you read newspapers or you kind of follow certain things, you think the whole world is falling apart. But I have to tell you, the other day I was driving, and I looked out, and the sun was setting. It was just that time of day. And I said, I was thinking about all the crazy things. And then I said to myself, but you know what? It's a beautiful world. And there's a lot more good happening than crazy. We just hear about the crazy. And no sooner did I say that, like I want to say a split second, I looked out of the window, just like I was, but I don't know what I did in that meantime when I was having that thought. And the world immediately looked different to me. And I thought, it is that easy to do that. And so I've been trying it and just saying the opposite of maybe a thought I would have that feels like it's just so life is so abrasive sometimes and you know people are always like you know don't be a Pollyanna to me and and don't expect that people will do best and don't you know there's evil in the world and you know they just go on and on and I'm like but if I focused on those things then who would talk about the good stuff who would talk about us because we ourselves are the good stuff. We're interesting. We're funny. We have the capability of being happy, even though we have been taught that happiness is fleeting. And it's not. So just thinking about things like that, know that your thoughts are things. Those That was the very first, I want to say now, what year are we in? 19, so we're almost in 20. So let's say about 15 years ago, I had an email list of about 30 people, and I used to send out a Monday morning email, which we still do, but it's evolved, of just thoughts are things. And I would send out a thought for the week at the time, because things were slower then. And with email, and people were you know newer to it as well. There was less junk initially and all of that. But they are things. Thoughts are things. What you think is what you do. What else are you going to do? You're not going to do something you're not thinking. So that leads me into why are we drawn to the relationships we have and what does that speak for us? What does it say about us? How many times have you known someone and and may have known them really well, like you see them at work all the time, but you've never seen their family? 
And then you run into them into a store or somewhere public. And you look at their partner and you're like, wow, how did those two, in, in good, bad, or indifferent, but you, you, you get that feeling. And I'm sure that people have had that feeling seeing me. Like, how did you end up with him? And you know what? There were many reasons why I ended up with those people that no one could see. But my relationship choices showed the whole world, whether I knew it or not, where I was hurting, where I was most insecure, where I was hoping the other person was going to fill a gap for me, where they were going to complete my picture no matter who they were because, of course, I had love for every for everybody, enough for both of us. And it wasn't that they didn't love me or not. I don't think they knew themselves well enough to know if they did because I didn't. So if I didn't, I chose someone who didn't, and it was a billboard of my self-worth right there. And it doesn't mean they were bad. I was in the boat with them. But here I was so strong at work, so strong raising my kids, so strong doing this, so strong doing that. And then people would be like, oh, wow, I remember the look. I remember my friends not being able to verbalize to me. So I, I, one of my best friends, they're a couple, and I said to them, I have no business making a choice of who I allow into my life because I find people that are broken. And I realized in that respect, I myself was broken. And so I told them that if I ever want to date anyone before I, I start seeing them or become where they're the only person I deal with, that I will run them by my friends. And then I realized that they were scared to tell me the truth in the beginning because they were afraid that they were just going to constantly be saying no all the time. And I realized that that reflection that I was giving out was where that pain was brought into my life to hopefully grow me out of it. So why do we choose? What does that say about us? Well, if you look at your partner, and if you don't, the people you choose as friends, or you look at what you accept in the relationships with your children? Can they walk all over you? Do you give in after the 10th time they ask you? What is it that you're doing? There's like 10 things that are more important in a relationship than love. Because love is easy. Love is the easiest part. We can fall in love quickly. But love is a choice more than a feeling. 
because most of us, we focus on falling in love. And then we say, but I'm in love, so I've got to do this. And it determines the duration of a relationship. Because falling in love, it's easy to do. And in many ways, it's, it's almost just completely flat out effortless. But losing that loving feeling is actually not hard to do, not as hard as you think. Because our feelings are fleeting. But what happens to us when we meet someone is we say, but this is love. I have to fight for it. But when there's love and it's real and it's pure, you don't have to fight for anything. I know that sounds funny, but it is effortless. That's for sure. But it remains effortless even in the hardest of times. You never think for a minute that you will let it go. You don't put an ultimatum on it like, well, if they do this, then I'm gone. If they do that, then I'm gone. So what does a relationship say about us? How does it speak for us? Well, gives you a huge snapshot of your level of trust. If you chose somebody who is not trustworthy, you have to ask yourself why you would invite that lack of trust into your everyday life. What in you has not developed past that insecurity of saying no to certain things like a lack of trust or honesty or respect or lack of communication or loyalty or happiness or compromise or safety because all of those are measured There's people I meet and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there isn't a long-term place for a relationship. But the trick was I didn't want to know that. I felt like, wow, I found someone who wants to be with me. Imagine when we're younger how we think. And I'm not talking younger, younger. I'm talking after 35 because that's when I got divorced and I I didn't really have the choice of dating prior. But I believed people and gave people my trust, gave people my honesty, gave people my respect, communicated, very loyal to a fault to the point where it hurt me. Because I didn't have an assessment tool in me to protect myself from myself. So when people would meet the guys, they're like, where did you meet him? I'm like, oh, it worked. I'm like, really? Where, 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 where do you work? Like, what do you do? Like, you know, they start asking me questions because they're feeling red flag, red flag, red flag. And so, or someone who's not kind to others. 
someone who's mean to waitresses or the cashier at Target or whatever, or puts people down that they think are below them. And I used to go, nah, they don't mean that. Oh, that's an isolated incident. There are no isolated incidents. People will share with you who they are, wherever they go. It's just that now you're a participant because now you get clumped with that person and their behavior. So if you feel like, wow, that's them and this is me and I don't do that, but when I'm with them, I know they're going to do that, so I just put up and shut up. Now you're an accomplice to yourself for not taking care of yourself. And sometimes we meet people who are great, who, you know, are working in a profession they love, who don't accept certain kinds of behaviors in their lives, and you rise. You rise. And instead of losing sight of what's really important, we gain insight into how important we are, how important our opinions are, how valued our trust is. When somebody can come to you and say, wow, you are really trustworthy. You are really honest. I love how you are respectful to my family and my friends. Just being able to say that tells you that there is good communication and it speaks for you that that's something you value. That's something that's going to work for you in a relationship. It's not the big grand gestures that make the changes in life. It's those comments like that. There is someone who said to me once, and um, I, I love him till this day for that comment, because it was one of those things that freed something up in me. But he had said to me, you are incapable of ever being unattractive to me, no matter what. And when that person said that, I thought, oh, geez, when I wake up in the morning, I'm already okay. Everything else is like the icing on the cake. But for that person to care enough to speak in a language that empowers the person that they are with, That speaks a lot for how much I have grown to be able to accept that and to just say thank you and wow. And because he meant it so deeply, it rose my standards of what I will accept and will not accept for myself. When you look at truth, without it, there will be no relationship I have seen yet 
that stays in a state of health. It becomes, if you stay together, a broken down, very tired environment because the brain is constantly fighting to get to the truth so that you can go on and you can grow on. So what does that speak for us when we stay? I know firsthand and secondhand and through working with people that when the truth is not told, and it could be as simple as what time the person came home, it will not add us until we get to it. But the bigger question is, if someone is willing to argue that point and put that out there, you're in trouble. And if you accept that trouble, what is that saying about you? It doesn't mean you don't try to fix it, but if it becomes a way of life, if it becomes the mode of operation, then you have something that you need to attend to and pay attention to. Because trust and honesty, you could even do without like that real respectful tone and all of that because respect for the most part is unspoken. But trust, honesty, loyalty, that's all in one barrel. There's no point in being with someone if there is no loyalty. Because the whole point of being with someone is to feel that sense of loyalty, to grow in that sense of working with one other person to build a world. So the relationships we are drawn to, if we're drawn to the flashy person, if we're drawn to the one who wants to show their wealth, if we're drawn to the person who likes to be understated and kind of under the radar. We're drawn to somebody who speaks softly or somebody who needs a lot of attention or someone we need to take care of or we want to take care of us. All the questions go back to why. I call it the why sequence. It's, It's like, keep asking yourself, but why? Okay, why John? Well, because When I first met him, I felt that feeling. Oh, what feeling? Well, that feeling of excitement. Well, why do you think you felt that? Because he seemed bigger than life. Well, why did he look bigger than life? What attracted you to that? Because that's who I want to be. Well, why do you want to be that way? Because I feel like then people will look at me the way I just looked at him. So through osmosis, They wanted that person because that person was where they want to be. But then they get to know that person and they realize that when that person is just one-on-one, that person wants all the attention and doesn't share in the communication. It's all, what does he like? Where does he go? Your friends don't matter. His friends matter a lot. You need to make him look good because he's all about looking good on every front. So you would just be the appendage. You would not really fully be the partner. So by association, a lot of times we date people. Be associated with 
that that we think is bigger than we are or more important than we are. So what does that speak for you? Why don't you feel important on your own? Isn't it amazing how much we can see the inside of one person through their partner? There was a, there is a lady on a local news station in LA and she's, you know, obviously on news, you have to be pretty conservative and dress conservatively and be conservative. And she's really good at what she does. And then um, they had a picture of her. I think she had a baby. So she was in the picture, the baby, she's in the hospital and her husband. Well, her husband was completely tatted with this big smile on his face. And I thought, oh my gosh, look at how creative, how fun, how happy they look. Because all you could see in that picture is a full acceptance of the other. They, it may have looked like they were opposite personalities, but what it actually spoke was how wide their net was for acceptance and love and the fact that they share good communication and respect. And you could see the happiness. You could see the compromise. You could see the loyalty. You could, you could see it in their faces. They didn't want to be anywhere else in this world except there. It's not about how people look. It is about how we behave in the small moments with each other and what we accept from someone else in those moments. Because those are the billboards. Those are the things people can see a mile away. Even if they cannot put their finger on it, they will walk away and go, wow, that was odd. People used to do that when I was married. Because here I was, just somebody who went with the flow, and then they would meet him, and he'd ask them all these questions as though they were doing something wrong. Whether it was a physician we went to, because we, when my son was younger with the autism, we were going places, and I just remember that look, place after place after place. I was very conscious of it. Had I not met those people, I may not have seen those looks, but these are people who were meeting us for the first or second time going, wow. I remember a young kid saying, why are you two together? You guys are completely opposite. And you know what they say? What is it? If a seven-year-old kid tells you you're ugly, you're ugly. And it was, they were, they were right. They were right. A part of me knew it, but the part that didn't want to know it was bigger. The part that didn't want to know it was fighting to prove the part that knew it wrong. That's why I talk a lot about instinct. Instinct is different than impulse. Impulse 
we get that excited feeling, we meet somebody, and then we want to turn it into love. We want to make it bigger than what it was from the beginning. But it's the difference between somebody who allows time to tell them that it's love and somebody who decides, makes a choice, makes a decision that it's love and then tries to live up to the decision. And that's a a tall order at best. Our relationships tell our internal story. If you ever want to say, where's your mirror? Look at the people you have chosen. How many times do you hear older women? I've never heard a man say it yet, but I've heard women say it a lot. You've chosen well. Because people can see what we can't because we are too close. We're just too close. I I remember a man saying to a woman, he was not doing well. And he met her later in life. So that was his third marriage. And it was her, I can't remember, but I know she was married before, but I don't know if it was second or third with him. But either way, the two of them have been together for quite some time. And now that he'd fallen ill, he had said to her, which I thought was hilarious, but he said, if anything happens to me, I won't worry about you when it comes to men because I don't want you to be alone for the rest of your life. However, I know now that you have standards. And it was one of those like backhanded compliments because What did she have before? But she knew exactly what he said, exactly what he meant. And she said, you're right. I do now because of you. I allowed myself to accept love because of you. I allowed myself to not run when something was wrong because we didn't focus on what was wrong. We focused on what was right, and it was natural in both of our personalities. So over time, I did learn to trust, and she was right. She learned that she could tell him the stuff she never told anyone because she was extremely embarrassed for some of the decisions she made. But she shared them with him, and to him, they were a big so what. That her respect for herself started to grow when she said, wow, I was carrying that around for so long. And now that he doesn't care, I realized, well, that was just a part of what got me here. And she said, I remember him asking me, well, you don't still do that, do you? And she's like, well, no, of course not. He said, then, okay. Think about that. The power of communicating and seeing where the chips fall with another person tells you that you're okay. 
because we make, we're like our own judge and jury. We make decisions about ourselves all the time and decide what other people will think. Oh, I'm not going to do this. People will think this or that. We think we're hiding whatever it is we don't want to do. But it's in our energy. And whether we do it or not, it's in our energy. We can't hide anything. When anyone does anything and they think they can hide it, can they? How many times have we walked away and knew something and found out months later it was true? How many times has that happened in our lifetime? So the value of our experience is, you know, just for funsies, just go back in your life and see the people that you chose and what happened and what it said about you at that time in your life because that's a real blip, excuse me, blaring snapshot of who we are. And it's trust and honesty and respect and loyalty and happiness and compromise and safety and communication are important to you you'll find out how important they are by the people we choose. What we accept tells us the level of what we think we deserve in our lives because we will find what we believe we deserve at any any point in time. So I hope I really enjoyed this conversation because it's very bearing, you know, it's like you're naked, but a great conversation to have because now we have the awareness that that is what is happening. You guys have a great Tuesday. I will see you on Relationship Wednesday tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.